with giving a shakayah to um, David, giving such an unbelievable drasha. To welcome everyone to the share tonight. Before we start the share, we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch because he's the one that arranges everything to happen. And if we're here tonight, it, uh, the Rabbi Shalom gave us the schut to be able to steig in, in Muna and Betachen. So we have to give a car to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to thank uh, the organizers, Rabbi Yitzhak Kaller, and everybody else that organized the, this event. So the, the Yisai that we're talking about tonight, Amalar Zdeya, is the Yisai that we have to make HaKadosh Baruch real. Hashem has to become real in our lives. And that's the Yisai of Amalar Zdeya. Unfortunately, people are very distracted these days, so much going on. So the avoider, the avoider right now is to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu back, what we're saying, the curriculum, bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu back into our lives. We just learned yesterday, Parshat Pinchas. Pinchas was an unbelievable person. He, for 40 years, lived in the Midbar, and he was not a Kayim. All his relatives were Kayhanim, and he was left out from being a Kayim. If you, if you have a situation like this today, where a, a, a kid is born into a family and he's left out, he would need therapy, you have to go to therapy. What's shot? I'm left out, my whole family, the Kahanim, my, my brother's the Kahanim, my uncle's the Kahanim, my father, my grandfather, my cousins, everyone's Kahanim, and I'm left out from being a Kayim. What, what's shot in this? He, he would have such a struggle in life, you have to go for therapy, and to make matters worse, he was a lady. So if you're a lady, that means that you have to go now and be Mishamish the Kahanim. Right? So Pinchas had to go and Mishamish all his relatives. And he was the only one left out from his home Mishpacha. Because when they anointed Aaron and Obanov, he was the only grandson. So he was left out. So uh, someone would be alive today, he would be Mamish going crazy. Like, what am I left out? Am I the garbage of the whole family? But Pinchas overcame his design. He had this tremendous design, and he overcame it. How did he overcome it? We started the parish with a small yud. Pinchas with a small yud to show that he was maxing himself in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He humbled himself in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he was makabal the Gzeir Ba'ava. And he shied so much that he became a kain on his own right. Instead of being a kain because he was a grandson, he became a kain, he shied to become a kain through being like Aaron Akayim, Ayyav Sabrias, the Makarvan and the Torah, he shagged Zisha Majrega, that he's even able to do a Maisa with Sicha, that was, a, that was it turned into be a Maisa of, 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 of tremendous, tremendous Shalom. And he was there to Bris Shalom. So he overcame his own Nisayim, and because he overcame his own Nisayim, he was Zaycha to become a Malach Hashem, right? Pimchas El he turned to a malach. He turned from being a mensch into a malach. How does a person become from a mensch to a malach? Because all his nisyainas that he had, he overcame them. And when he overcame his own nisyainas, all the kashas that all the kashas that he had, he answered. It could be that taka. The reason why Hashem left him out is the gufa that he should stag and become a kind on his own right. So he entered his own kasha, and because he entered his own kasha, he was he's going to be zaycha to mevas the geula. 
He's going to be vastagul because he's going to answer everybody's kasha. Tishbi, he's heard kushas vayvayv. Because he overcame his own personal nisayim, he's going to be the one that's going to be zaycha to answer the kashas of everybody else. So how did he reach such a madrega of accepting Kaddish Baruch in his life? How does a person overcome shtayg in such a munem betachan that he, that, he, that, he could, that he could feel like Kaddish Baruch chesed and overcome all his personal nisayinists? So we know that betachen is a very strong tool to use that, bring, that, that brings us to a much higher level. And obviously, um, Pinchas is such a high level in betachen. And not only betachen helps you side, but also betachen brings tremendous bracha. We know from all the psukim, all of the Tanakh, that, that betachen brings you to tremendous, tremendous bracha and to the Shemaya from Hashem Himself. All over the Pesukim, I don't have to enumerate it, everybody knows. The question is, how do you use this tool of Betachem? How do you you actually activate this tool and make the Betachem real? Betachem means trust. In general, you have to start off understanding what does trust mean? What brings a person to Betachem? When you talk about the Tavah HaOlam, there's two things that bring a person to trust. You have a, a relationship, like a child has a relationship with his parent. So the child, he trusts in his parent. He, has a, he sees the chesed his parents do for him, and they care for him. So he naturally, he's betachem, he's, he doesn't have to work on it, he sees his parents chesed, and he's betachem. The other concept of trust is that we have trust in the teva, the way things work, right? We're not scared to go on an airplane, we're not scared to go on a car, we trust in our bank account. If we have a lot of money, then we're happy. So there's things in this world that we trust in, that we build trust in, because we see their function. So we're accustomed to think that what we're trusting in is reliable, and therefore with our minds relax when we see things working out, and we, we gain betachem in it. But it's really, all the betachem that we have is really a mistake, because really... All, all the things of Betachen is really Hashem. What does that mean? That means that it's really all Hashem in the relationships and in the circumstance and the Teva. What, what, what does that mean to Hashem? That means to say that really there's no Teva Bechlal. There's no Teva. And it's all Hashem. There's no such thing as Teva. Teva just means the way Hashem runs it on a regular day. That's what it means. What's the proof to this? It's an unbelievable raya the Chayv brings to prove that there's no such thing as Teva. Chayv is a raya. If you take a seed and you plant it in the ground, you're going to have ten, a store come out, you'll have ten seeds. If you take those ten seeds and you plant them, and you replant them in the next generation, you'll have a hundred seeds. You take the hundred seeds and plant them, you have a thousand seeds. If the 50 years, 100 years, that original seed could give out 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 seeds. The question is, did that original seed have the data in it? I mean, did it have in it the data, the potential, the ingredient to produce all those generations of seeds? Was it, was it in the first seed or not? That means they'll tell me the first seed had in it the potential to make the next generation seeds. 
But did it have the potential to give the second generation the potential to give the third generation that was all in the first seed? And the third generation to the fourth generation, the fifth generation, was all that in the first seed? If it was not in the first seed, then where did it come from? If it was not in the first seed, where does the data come from? Do you see Klar, Klar, that there's no such thing as Teva. Every single seed that's created, that's born, is a net yesh me'ayin. Not only by seeds, but by people, by fish, by animals, by birds. Every single thing that's created is yesh me'ayin. There's no data. It's not shy to say that Adam Rishon had in him the data of all the billions of people that are going to be coming out later and later and later. It's not possible to, to say that. Every, everyone's going to be bull, who they're going to marry. It's all in the original data. It's all written there in Teva. Maybe in Ruchmias it's written, but in Teva, in Gashmias, it's written. It's not shy to say that. So you see, Clara, there's no such thing as Teva. If there's no such thing as Teva, that it comes out that all the things that we're relying on is all Hashem. A child's relying on his parents, it's Hashem. It's Hashem that's activating it, Hashem making it happen. It's all Hashem. A person's relying on his bank account, Hashem's putting the money there every second. Amazon is running, you think this big shot on his top is running the whole Amazon? It's all Hashem running it. He can't do anything. He just, he just does a little few things and the whole thing runs. Who holds the whole thing together? So every single thing that we're betach in is really Hashem. So the avoida of betachin is to start realizing that side the relationships and all the other things of betachin is all Hashem making it happen. And when a person realizes that Akadish Baruch is the one that Hashem is the one that wants to make every single person's rotten. He wants to, every single person in this universe, Goyim, Yidin, people, Chinese, Russians, Mexicans, Indians, Hashem is Masbiya their rotten. He wants their, their rotten, their interests to be fulfilled. Like the Medrash Rabbi says, the rotten kolechod vechod. So Hashem is the one that's running the whole world and making every single thing happen. And He's making every single Rudson satisfied. The guy has ambitions, Hashem fills it. When a person comes to the Hakara, that it's all Hashem, what happens is he's automatically going to start being makir and building a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Instead of building a relationship with all the things in this world, right guy has a bank account, he's, he sees his bank account, he feels good about it, he, he sees his boss, he's a good boss, he's relying on him. If a person's realizing it's all Hashem, then he's going to build his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he's going to be makir that Hashem is real. Hashem is real means that he's going to feel Hashem is real. Not just like a from you knows Hashem is real. Now the, the avoidah of feeling of HaKadosh Baruch Hu from making, like, like David said, from making it a machshava to the heart to feel is a tremendous avoidah. And there's nothing else in this world that you have to work on to feel. If you talk to a guy, you don't have to work on feeling he's real. When you know that something exists, right? You hear about something in Washington, D.C. You don't have to work on feeling it's real. It's automatic. The only thing in this world that you have to bring from a machshava to a hargish is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the reason is because Hashem created a Yetzirah and the Yetzirah stops us from bringing the Rabbeinu Shalaylam into our reality. And we have to therefore break the Yetzirah, which is to work on feeling 
the hergish, that every single thing we are beteachin, is we really beteachin Hashem. And that's how you start building the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does it mean in a relationship? The relationship means that you start feeling that it's really from Him. Like when you open your mail and you see your uncle sends you a $5,000 check, you start getting certain hergation towards him. You start saying, wow, my uncle likes me, cares about me. Automatically you start getting hergation. Why don't we get those hergation from HaKadosh Baruch Hu every single time you have a chesed from Hashem? Every single day we're getting chesedim from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Wake up in the morning and our brain is working, there's a hundred billion cells that have to go right for our brain to work. A hundred billion cells. I once saw the number a hundred billion, just to understand how, what, it, what it means, if you would count from now, just count one, two, three to a hundred billion, it'll take you three thousand years. So Hashem's doing three thousand, Hashem's doing a hundred billion tithes just by giving us the brain, the brain cells. And we should automatically be margish, tremendous feeling of, of the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch which will cause us to have betachan in Him. When someone's native to you, when someone's giving you, you automatically betachan them. It's a hergish that comes automatically. It's not something you have to work on. The hakara you work on, but the hergish comes by itself. But by Hashem, it doesn't work like that. Even if you have the hakara, you have to work on the hergish. The hergish does not come by itself. In order to gain betachen, you have to work on the hargish. And once you, once you kind of this hargish of betachen, once you have this feeling of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which means you have that kara, that kara in Hashem to the level of a hargish, when you reach that level of a hargish through betachen, then Hashem responds to the relationship. That's where the brach is chal. When you feel Hashem, on a level that you're betachin him, which means you have a kara in his chasadim to the point that you feel Hashem. When you reach that level, then Hashem responds to it. And you're going to start seeing Hashem in a different way. Like Aaron says in Mishnah of Aaron, that when someone has betachin, they start seeing Hashkacha process on a different level. What's shot that they see Hashem on a different level? Because Hashem treats you then like a ben. Why? Because you connected to him, so he connects back to you. So when you are makir, the chasadim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you connect to Hashem, to Margish, to bring you to the level of a feeling of betachen, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to that by treating you like a ben, like a child. He treats you on a different level. And the big question is how to get to this madrega. Even if you walk out of it and say, I believe, Taka, all the Tevet, Hashem, I believe that I'm relying only on Hashem, it's only going to be in your mind. It's not going to go into your heart. The question is, how do you bring this feeling into your heart? So, there was once a story of a guy who went to the doctor. He wasn't feeling well. And the doctor told him that he has a very, very bad illness. He's very sick. So he said to the doctor, what's my illness? So he says, your illness is LOH. LOH. So he said to the doctor, what, what does this mean, LOH? What is this thing all about? So the doctor says, no cure. there's no cure for LOH. He's like, what do you mean there's no cure? I'm going to die? I have children, I have, I have wife, I have kids. Well, what is this thing, LOH? So he said, there's no cure for it. What should I tell you? There's no scientific 
doctor cure that I could talk to you about. She starts screaming at the doctor. The doctor's like, why are you screaming at me? I just, I just, I'm doing my job. I'm telling you you're sick. What am I supposed to do? So the guy's like, like, tell me, what am I supposed to do? Like, like, LOH, there's no cure. I'm going to die soon. So the doctor says to him, you know, uh, there's no medical cure, but I heard that, that there's a book written on this LOH thing. It's not a scientific, you know, uh, backed by the, you know, but uh, you could go find the book and go uh, figure it out. So the guy jumps, runs out of the office. He, ju- he goes flying to Barnes & Noble. And he comes running in over there. And he hits the, 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 the people there. Do you have this book on LOH? So the, 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 the clerk says to him, Yeah, there's, uh, I think we have in the computer one copy downstairs. So he follows her down to the basement, and on the bottom shelf, there was a, there's this book, LOH. She brushes it off, and she, she sells it to him. So he goes running home. This is his only chance to live. If he doesn't read this book, he's dead. The doctor said he's dead. He starts reading this book. Every single letter, he's reading it like his life depends on it. You know why he reads it, why his life depends on it? Because life depends on it. Every word he's reading with his full heart. This is the story, LOH. LOH is lack of Hashem. We have a certain illness in us that's called lack of Hashem. And that illness is a very, 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 very destructive illness. It's a very serious illness. It's a a very crucial and uh, terminally ill illness. Lack of Hashem. And this lack of Hashem destroys us in this world and the next world because if we would have more Hashem, we would have more Betachen and we would have more Bracha and more Kirvis Delikim. And there's a book that was written to bring us close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the book is worthless if you read it like, you know, a book from Barnes & Noble. The only way it will work is if you read it like that guy read the book. That guy read the book like his life depended on it. When he read the book, every word sunk into his body. If you read the book this way, it'll have an effect on you that'll bring you close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it'll cure you from LOH. It'll cure you from the lack of a hergish of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that book was written by David and Melech, the Sefer Tehillim, is an unbelievable Sefer that brings you close to Hashem that brings your relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The problem is, if you just rattle it off, and half the time you don't even know what it's saying, it's not going to have the effect. So I suggest a certain Tehillim, which I like the best, who did the work for you, is Tehillim Amafarish. He explains every single Pasuk there. Now, if you take this book, the Tehillim Amafarish, with your cell phone on, with other people distracting you, it's not going to do the job. I'm telling you. It's not going to work. You have to take this to Hillam and you have to bring it to places. No cell phone, no distractions. You have to make a seder to bring Hashem back. And when you read those sukkim, you can't just rattle them or fly through 100 sukkim, 200 sukkim. It's not going to work. You have to take those sukkim and you have to dig them into your heart until you feel that Akash is real. The sukkim and Tehillim have that power to do it to you. If, but only if you do it with a full heart. You do it with a full heart. You say, say one pasik a hundred times. There's no rush. There's no minion. There's no tefillah b'tzibur. Take one pasik 
and say it a hundred times until you feel Hashem is real. When you feel Hashem is real, you have time to speak to Hashem, to go to his attic, and to speak to Hashem. Hashem was real. Our biggest problem is we don't have Hashem real. Talking about literature, all this kind of stuff, we have to go back to the old way. This is what we're lacking. All the new stuff is not going to help. We need to go back to the old way to bring Hashem back into our lives. And the more distractions we have, the less Hashem we have. We have so distracted, we can't even dive, we can't learn, we can't even do anything. But it's not going to do any good for us because we're going to lack Hashem, which is lack of betachan in our lives, lack of hergesh of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But if we bring Hashem back and we feel Hashem, then the davening will be a different davening, the learning will be different, the mitzvahs will be a different mitzvah. Because it will be a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It won't just be a maitha, um, a nashim, a just doing this mitzvah and that mitzvah. And the Chayus of Avis says a mashal about a king. We don't have kings nowadays, so I use the mashal about the president. The problem is that the mashal I said about the president was about Trump. And about Biden, it's a shver sigya. So we'll have to say the muscle about Trump to understand the muscle even. That there was once this boy that, that was learning with his father. And when he was learning with his father, he came across the Gemara. The Gemara says that it's a mitzvah to see the king. Why? Because if you see the king in this world, you'd be zaycha to see when Mashiach comes, the tremendous uh, covered malachim that'll be even more than anything that was done before. So the kid told his father, I never saw the king. So the, the father said, you know, there's a rally from Trump in a few weeks. I'll take you to the, see the king. I'll, you'll see the milk. You'll see all his fancy limousines and everything. You'll be Mekayim the Gemara as best as we could. So he takes him over there to the rally, this Trump rally. And they're standing over there. They come late. The, the son doesn't want to mevatel so much tire. He comes to last 10 minutes. And everyone's screaming, Trump, Trump. So the kid screams also, Trump, Trump. The end of the rally, the king, the, the president, he, he says, at the end he finishes the rally, and he says, you know that Jew boy over there, come here, I want to speak to you. So this little kid comes running up, there's no other, only Jew-looking kid, comes running up, and the, and the president says to him, what's your name? He says, my name is Avram. He says, Avram, I love you, Avram. You came to my rally, I know... You came out of yeshiva, it means so much to me. You, you always go to yeshiva, I know for my grandchildren. I'm going to give you a present. I'm going to give you a present. He sticks his hands in his pocket, and he, and he gives the kid a device, looks like a cell phone. And he tells the kid, if you ever need me, you ever have a problem, you call me up on this, on this line. Fine. Second later, the president jumps into his limousine, he's gone. Flies off. The kid's looking at this thing. He doesn't know what it is. He comes home. There's no, he stuffs it in a drawer. He forgets about it. Two weeks later, he hears his parents talking in the, in, in the kitchen that they have a whole big problem with the mortgage and the, the bank's going to take away their house. And he's all worried. He doesn't know what to do. So he goes into his room. He locks the door. He takes out this thing and he starts pressing the button. And all of a sudden, he hears the president's voice. He says to the president, President, do you hear? She says, Avram, of course I'm here. I'm waiting for your call. How can I help you? She tells the president, tells, he tells the president the problem with the mortgage. She says, what's your address? Tells him the address. She says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Three days later, they get in the mail, 
taken care of. Problem solved. The kid's thinking, wow, I have a way to talk to the president, I have a relationship. The kid's like, I can't believe this. A few months later, there was another problem. This time it was the housing department. Again, he does it, works. And the kid can't believe it. He has access to the president. So he, it's a little before Hanukkah. So he thinks to himself, you know, I'm not going to just leave this thing go. He, buys, he goes to Eichler's and he buys the most expensive dreidel. It costs $300. And he sends it to the president. And the president writes him back a letter. He gets a week later a letter thanking him of rum. I can't believe it. You came to my rally. You're sending me presents. And the relationship keeps on going and going until finally this kid comes up with an idea. He wants to invite the president to his house for a, for a meal. But he lives in a basement apartment, so it's very embarrassing. So he asks his, his neighbor next door if he could use the, he had a fancy house. Sure. He invites the president. The president comes special for him. And then the president invites him to a dinner and keeps on building a relationship more and more. Every time he needs to get into an appointment in Manhattan, he calls up the president, he gets an appointment. Usually you have to wait six months, he gets an appointment right away. And one time, even, he comes out of his house with a police escort. He brings them straight to, the, to, to Manhattan. Everything's taken care of. So every single Yid, when he does a mitzvah, he shakes lulav. What's shaking lulav? You take a, a, a palm tree and you shake it like it has no shot to it. No. You, you're supposed to look at it like that kid sent the dreidel to the... What's the dreidel? The king needs his dreidel. Shad is his relationship with the king. He's building his relationship. Every single mitzvah is building a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's how we're supposed to look at a mitzvah. Chalazavav says every single time you do a mitzvah, you have to remember the mashal of the king. That's what he says. Because you're building a relationship. Every time you talk to Hashem... Hashem is responding. If you look back in your life, all the problems that you had and all the problems that were resolved, you will realize that Hashem is listening to you and He's responding. The only problem is that as soon as Hashem responds, we forget about it. That's the Kaya Chayetze. We have a problem, it gets resolved, we forget about it. We forget about Hashem. We beg Hashem, we daven, and three months later it's taken care of a ladikt. And, and we forget to, we, and we don't build the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the problem. That's a Koyach Chayetzer. So a person needs a tremendous, tremendous amount of Koyachas to put in to fight this Yetzahara that doesn't let him feel Hashem. That's the power of Yetzahara. He doesn't let you feel Hashem. Hashem promises he's going to respond. That's the, the promise of Betachem. Hashem promises he's going to respond. And when you feel that way, when you are margish that hergish of betachem, when you feel that hergish, Hashem does respond. And when you have a relationship and you are a betach in that relationship, your betachem is 100%. When you go on an airplane, your betachem is 100%. That doesn't mean that the airplane is going to get there for sure 100%. It doesn't mean it's going to happen 100%, but the betachen is 100%. Your betachen has to be 100%. The betachen has to be 100%, even though it might not happen 100%. When you go in a car, and even if you get into a car accident, right, you, you're in the car, and you go to the hospital, they check you out, you're fine, everything's fine. What is the first thing you do? You go right back into a car. 
How can you do such a thing? You just got into an accident. The terrorist says the car is reliable. You betach in the car 100%. Even though it's not 100%. The, the, the betachin is 100%. So when a person builds a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his response is 100% in the Tevadika, in the Tevadika Mahalach. Because in the Tevadika Mahalach, the, the, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is betach, what he's promising a betach is, that he's going to be 100% back with the guy in the level of Teva. The level of Teva. It's not the level of Urim Vitumim. It's the biggest sight. Why? Why is not Urim Vitumim? Because Hashem, at the end of the day, knows things that you don't know. Right? It's like the case of the Marshal of the President with Trump, where one time he did not respond to the kid, because he knew that it was very dangerous to go to Manhattan that day. So he did not respond one day. So there are times Hashem doesn't respond. So, betachen in Hashem, when you build a relationship with Hashem, betachen is two, has two meanings. Generally, the betachen is mechaev you to trust in Hashem and to expect Hashem to take care of you. But when Hashem says no, the betachen changes from expecting to accepting. And that's also betachen. Why? Because in relationships, when your parents say no to you, you're trusting their decision. So it's, it's both trust, but it's a mixed word that's interchangeable. The word betachen means to trust them. Like the kid, he trusts his parents, he expects them. He's expecting them to take care of him. But when they say no to him, he trusts their decision. So it's both betachen. Well, you have to look into every single case and see... Where the where's your mechayev? What's your mechayev? Is your mechayev in the betachen to see Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to take care of you, or is the mechayev that you're accepting Hashem's decision? But always it has to be shad is the relationship. Either way, it has to be the relationship. Like Lamashal, Nachamish Gamzu came to the king and he brought him a box of dirt. Right? You all know the story of Nachum Mishgams. He brought him a box of dirt. Now, bringing a king a, a box of dirt is not like nowadays. You spit at the king and the New York Times writes that you're a hero. In those days, if you bring a box of dirt to the king, he cuts your head off. So Nachum Mishgams, as soon as they opened that box, he should have panicked. But since he had a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is Benisim, his betachen told him that Hashem is going to take care of him with the box of dirt. That was his hargish. His relationship with Hashem was that, And Hashem Taka took care of him because he held on to his betachen, his, his hergish of betachen brought him to that maskana. It's a hergish. It's not something, hergish is not something you work on bechlal. Anyone that works on a hergish, when you go on a plane, if you have to work on a hergish to trust the plane, you're in bad shape. You know that the plane works. Your margish memela, your margish memela, that the plane's going to work. So, betachen is not something you ever work on. You have to work on the relationship and akara and akadosh baruch Hu that brings out the betachen. But a lot of times, the betachen is mechayiv you to accept akadosh baruch Hu. Like Yosef, when he went down to Mitzrayim, he accepted that he had to be in Mitzrayim. He wasn't fighting that. He didn't, he didn't, his betachen wasn't telling him he shouldn't be there. His betachen was accepting it, and his betachen was that he's going to work in Petifa's house and be matzliach there. So, the betachen in a relationship. Is mechay of different different things, but the tzara shava is that it's all connecting with Hashem. It's not yish. 
accepting Hashem's gzeira is not yish. That's kirvat alikim. But a person has to know in every matziv what the what the matziv is mechayiv. Like David Amalek says, in chesed ashira mishpat ashira. I sing Takadish Baruch Hu when he does Chesed. I sing when he does Mishpat. How can you sing when he does Mishpat? Mishlam, you accept Hashem, fine. But you're going to sing when it's Mishpat. When the building falls down, you're going to sing. What's the Pshat? The Pshat is that his, his relationship with Akadish Baruch Hu was so strong that he knew Hashem wouldn't do it for him unless it's Kadai. Right? You don't go into a surgery to cut off a, a little wart that's going to be a six month recovery. It has to be Kedai. The Tsar has to be Kedai. So if Hashem is putting him into a tremendous Tsar, he's makir, the tremendous gain that's coming out from it. He, he feels Hashem's chesed in the Tsar, that he's makir, that if Hashem is putting me through this thing, then the, the gain is so much. Because you don't put someone through Tsar unless the gain has to be Kedai. So that's why it's Mishpat Hashiro. Because his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch was so strong, that he felt that the tsar he's going through is going to bring him such tremendous gain. So when a person has betachan Hashem, and he knows Hashem cares about him, and he's makir the relationship, that gives him a tremendous confidence in his ishtadah. Why? Because he knows his ishtadah will be matzliach. The reason why people don't do ishtadahs generally is because they think they're not going to be matzliach. There's a lack of confidence. They see doors that they're afraid are not going to be open. People are scared to get married, buy houses, jobs, open yeshivas, stellas, all kinds of things that are blockages they're scared of. If you have betachan Hashem, you're not scared to ishtadus because you know Hashem's going to open all the doors. All the doors are going to open up. So when a person has betachan, he has confidence in his ishtadus. And that confidence in ishtadus is the betachan that the Baruch Hu sees, and he helps you talk about matzliach. When a person doesn't do a shtadlis, generally it's because the yish, which is the opposite of betachan. So generally, when a person does not do a shtadlis, it shows that he's lacking betachan Hashem. When you know something is going to matzliach, you'll, you'll, do, you'll do anything to make it happen. If a Novi Hashem told you you're going to become a millionaire, if you open a cell phone store, you're going to go all out. You're going to go all out. You're not going to have any ikuvim. The reason, our ikuvim is chasar and betachan. If we have betachan Hashem, we won't have any problems with ishtadlis. We will full of confidence to do. This whole world nowadays is falling apart. If the corona and everything, people don't have confidence, their mom is falling apart. The tremendous lack of trust, even by Goyim, everybody. But betachan HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells you that there's no ikuvim. There's no Hashem's going to open all the doors, even though you don't see how it's going to open it. But Hashem makes everything happen. You're activated, you're powered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're powered by Hashem. So if you're powered by Hashem, you can be Matzliach. Hashem's giving you the Koychus. He's powering you to be Matzliach. How do you know what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing? This, the, 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 in olden days, you had, a, you had Nevi'im. You had Urm Vatumim, you had Nevi'im. What, what, how do we know nowadays what we should do and do it with all our confidence? There's an unbelievable Eben Ezra in the Akdamah to the Torah. He says that the malach between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Seichel. The Seichel is the malach from Hashem to tell us what to do. 
So when you have seichel, and the seichel is mechaev you to do something or not to do something, then you have betachem in Gansin that the Baruch Hu will help you matzliach. So the connection that we have to Hashem is because we have needs. Because we have needs and wants and desires and chesreinus, these are the things that connect us to Hashem. When we see we have a problem that gets resolved, we get a problem that gets close to Hashem, that brings us close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's an unbelievable Chassam Seifer that says in Parshas Ekev that that's the pshat that, that we say in Brain of Fashas, Brain of Fashas Rabbis, the Chesreinam. Hashem created all the people and their chasarim. Hashem created us with a chasarim. We need a drink. We need things. We can't live just like that. Hashem created us with a chasarim. Akomasha brasa. The chasarim is more important than anything he created. Why? Why is the chasarim so important? Because the chasarim that we have, the chasarim that we start off with Pinchas. Pinchas had a chasarim. He had a problem. He had a need. He had a desire. That chesaron turned him into a malach. He was because of his chesaron, because of his problem. Every single person has a chesaron inside them that they have to overcome and they have to get close to Hashem. They have to get answers. They have to get, they have to get, um, um, they have to get uh, past it. That chesaron is what brings us to Ayolam Haba. So, so, and he says, that's what brings us to So, the, what comes out of Maskana is that a person has the ability to build a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's, that's the bottom line. Bottom line is that a person has the ability to build a real relationship that Hashem is going to respond to. And you should know that this relationship is a two-way relationship. It's not a one-way relationship. It's a relationship that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, and we, we want, and Hashem wants. Rashi in the sixth parasha says that Hashem wants our relationship. He says that, why does it say the, why does it say the parasha of the Karbanas next to uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu asked for Yeshua? He says, because Moshe Rabbeinu is worried about Kalei so Hashem said, why not worrying about me? Hashem wants our relationship. It's a two-way relationship. We have the, and we have the ability to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Once Hashem created us, He created us with a connection to us. He didn't just leave us uh, uh, running around. He created us with a connection to us. And if we do a virus, He has sar. If we do mitzvahs, He's happy. It's a connection. In the Chalami, Hashem didn't have to create us metchilo. But once He created us, it's a connection. So, this message, right, we're talking about Malar's Deo. This message that a person has to give over to his Talmudim, to his family, it's not possible to give it over unless you're kind of yourself. Unless you're kind of this message yourself, that the Rishvok was real, unless you're margish yourself that Shem is real, you can't give it over. So, the avoid that we're coming out here is that a person has to realize that Hashem is real. Everything else is not real. All the things we're looking at, worried about our boss, worried about this, worried about that, that's not real. The only one that can make a difference to our life is Hashem. People have problems, they're worrying this, that, and Hashem's the only one that can help them. Hashem's the only one. 
So what are we busy with all day? We're busy a whole day with things that are not going to be mild or mired, anything in our lives. That's what we're busy with. But when you create Hashem as real in your mind, then what happens is that He becomes real. Hashem is as real as you create Him. So we should talk about Zaycha to Malar Deya. As much as we could do Malar Deya, if we do as much as we could do Malar Deya in ourselves and our families, we could bring Hashem as real, then Hashem will talk respond very quickly with the Gula Shlema, with the Sheikh Kikain, with Aliyah Anavi, Meher of Yamenu, Amen.